0: It's Tuesday, December 20th, 2005, and tonight we're going to talk about BSD. Who knows? Hopefully we'll talk about BSD uh, many more times to come. It's an interesting work-alike, some would say, I guess, derivative of Unix. It's free, and it's perhaps a competitor, maybe if you want to call it that, alternative to other free and open source operating systems such as Linux and uh, recently open Solaris. BSD has a a long history. It predates the Linux kernel by far. Um, I guess you could say it started back in the day at Berkeley out in California. Um, Bell Labs and AT&T, they all came up with the whole Unix thing. And uh, they were prevented from getting into the commercial operating system business due to, uh, I believe, some antitrust issues. And so they were um, providing Unix and the source code to universities and businesses at a very low cost. And in Berkeley, they started um, bolting on additional features to the old Unix one you know major milestone that was developed at Berkeley was the whole socket layer for networking, stuff like that. Uh, eventually, AT&T was able to enter the operating system market and started uh, looking at what Berkeley was doing, and pretty much said, "Hey, you know, you can't be giving our stuff away." So the folks at Berkeley had to separate out the stuff that they had written from the original at and Unix code. And uh, rewrite the parts that were not theirs originally, and so that eventually um, led to the BSD version of Unix. I don't know if I can really call it Unix. Unix is a trademark, uh, and you need to be really considered Unix to call it Unix. But uh, I guess we should just call it BSD. Um, you know, all this time we're we're talking about the you know the 1970s. And 80s, you know, Linux didn't come along until the early 90s, I believe. So there's a, a much longer history with the BSDs. Uh, so that that BSD Lite, as it was called, um, which you know was a, a true separation from the AT&T code, ran on you know all kinds of platforms. You know, the history went way, way back to the VAX days. Um, There have been a variety of versions of BSD, or distributions, or derivatives, whatever you want to call them, that have spawned out of that original BSD code. Uh, Even Sun Microsystems used that BSD code for their original Sun OS. Um, They've changed now to what they call Solaris, but there's actually a lot of Sun OS still out there, and it's still a popular and robust system. Um, Popular versions of BSD... FreeBSD, NetBSD, and OpenBSD. Uh, new kids on the block, I guess you could say. Uh, Apple has their newest operating system, which uh, uses a lot of the BSD code in their operating system. It's called Darwin. It doesn't use a FreeBSD kernel. It uses a, a different microkernel. Um, another offshoot is DragonFly BSD, which is a um, fork of FreeBSD. OpenBSD is a fork of NetBSD. One, I guess, defining difference between BSD and Linux is the license. The Linux kernel was released, uh, well, originally under Linus Torvald's whatever personal license, but eventually was released under the GNU public license which was developed by Richard Stallman and the Free Software Foundation. And that was a, a very complicated document designed to use copyright to protect the freedom of the software and make sure that when people made changes, that uh, those changes would be available to the community if the if that code was re-released, if, if the software was re-released in the future. The BSD license, license is a much more simple license, generally, you know couple lines long as opposed to a couple pages for the GNU license the BSD license pretty much just says take this and do whatever you want with a whatever you want with it but make sure you give us some credit and don't sue us um, other than that feel free to turn it into a commercial product you don't have to release any of your changes or improvements back to the community that's fine with us there are a lot of arguments back and forth as to whether the GNU license or the BSD license is more free depends on how you define free as in freedom um, or free to do as you, as you wish uh, but we won't we won't get into those technical those technical debates why might you want to look at BSD who's using BSD well obviously uh, Apple computer um, through their use of a lot of the BSD utilities has pretty much catapulted BSD to be the most popular desktop version of UNix that's out there today. They just have such a large user base, obviously not a large large user base compared to Windows, but in the desktop UNix world it's uh, a large player now. Um, Yahoo, the big website uses BSD, I believe it's free BSD in particular to power most of their backend and front-end web servers. So um, you know and there's there's all kinds of other examples. Uh, the original Hotmail, was uh, all running on free FreeBSD before Microsoft purchased them, and then they went through a transition period. Some people like to say that it was a difficult transition for them in order to get that infrastructure up and running on Windows. But any kind of transition of that size is going to be difficult. So why might you want to try BSD? Well, BSD is uh, portable, runs on a variety of hardware, just like other free operating systems. Um, FreeBSD, I believe, is the most popular of the BSDs. Uh, I'm not including Apple's Darwin in that. Um, It does have a slightly smaller set of hardware that it can run on, primarily on the i386 uh, and the 64-bit stuff. Spark, there are PowerPC ports, but they aren't, as far as I know, officially supported. Um, But, you know, feel free to try them. The most portable, or the most ported, version of BSD is netBSD runs on over 50 different architectures pretty much uh if it's got a central processing unit it can run netBSD heck my uh, network aware photocopier at work it's a Savin photocopier has netBSD code running in it for the i guess the print server networking stuff there um so that will run on anything openBSD is a fork of uh, NetBSD a couple years ago. Things happened between some of the developers. Also a big issue we won't get into. But uh, created a, a fork of NetBSD. Also quite portable. Runs on a variety of things. Um, although not as they haven't focused as much on uh, maintaining as many architectures as NetBSD. But OpenBSD uh, is known for focusing on cryptography and security and uh, a lot of technology related to routers uh, redundant routers stuff like that um, I, I'm a personal fan of OpenBSD just because uh, I don't know I guess I just stumbled on it started using it and what you're familiar with quite often feels to be right to you uh, when I play with the other BSD's I'm in less familiar territory so it just doesn't quite fit as right Um, Either way, the BSDs work well if you're already familiar with Unix, um, like all the other types of operating systems that attempt to mimic, imitate, or um, act like Unix, you're going to be in familiar territory as an end user. Um, All the same basic commands. BSD uh, perhaps doesn't have the same uh, size developer community behind it as you know, Linux might have. Linux really has uh, a lot of mindshare and a lot of corporate backing. Um, you're not going to find that a lot, of, a lot of large companies like Oracle and other things are going to be providing um, ports of their commercial software for the BSDs necessarily. Um, you'll have some difficulty too with things like Java, Flash, Skype, you know, any of these, these third-party commercial applications, but on the f- free and open-source side of stuff, um, there's plenty of software. So that's, I guess, a a basic wrap-up of the BSDs. I run FreeBSD just to test. I run OpenBSD in a production environment as far as a web server. Uh, Perhaps maybe not the best web server in the sense that that's not its main focus. Web serving is more on security and routing. but in the world of the web today, I think security is, is a great thing. Not that you can't make everything else secure. Um, but it's just, to me, feels right. Seems to be solid, stable, um, just chugs along like anything else. It, uh, you know, there's, there's a certain amount of security through obscurity, perhaps, with the BSDs. Uh, there's probably fewer people trying to write automated scripts to exploit the BSDs. Smaller target. Smaller people devoting time to writing automated stuff. Obviously with a, an attacker who's trying to manually break into your system, as long as they know what they're doing, it really doesn't matter what flavor you're running. Um, so yeah, give them a try. Most of them are very easy to, to install. One thing that uh, might help you is that VMware has released a free player, uh, as they call it, the VMware Player. And essentially it's a piece of software that you can install on your Windows or your Linux desktop. It is commercial software. It's not open source. It's not free as in freedom, but it is free as in zero cost. This piece of software emulates an entire computer. You even have the computer's BIOS available to you to set things like the clock and what it should boot from, whether the hard disk uh, or the floppy drive whatever. Um, But this VMware player, virtual machine player, allows you to take an existing virtual machine image, which essentially is just a folder with a bunch of files, including a a disk image, um, and emulate a computer and run an operating system. And uh, so if you go to the VMware.com website, you can actually, there are links right there to the VMware player, and uh, from there, you can go to their community uh, virtual machine page. And from there, just download it as a couple hundred megabytes to download some of these virtual machines, but there is an OpenBSD virtual machine that I did upload there. This will spare you having to get a dedicated machine or making room and you know repartitioning your hard drives or adding additional hard drives. Essentially, you just download a couple hundred megs, drop it onto your computer, use the player. If this assumes you're running Windows and Linux and uh, you can go ahead and play with BSD. Obviously, if you already run BSD, VMware player may not work for you maybe with Linux emulation. But either way, if you're already running BSD, not like you need to use that virtual machine. Anyway. So uh, go ahead, play with it for now. I think the virtual machine is a great way to get started. Probably not going to be horribly exciting. Ho-hum looks like just another Unix on the surface. But I think once you start digging under the hood, which we'll probably do later, you'll find that it's got some some nice features. Uh, it's got a design philosophy that's... Uh, I think interesting, and uh, provides some good results. Been around for a long time, and uh, yeah, that's the BSDs. So, this little podcast—if you want to call it a podcast—this online uh, audio is here because I, I just noticed that there's really nothing out there talking about the BSDs. So, I wanted to start talking about it. I'm not a, a major BSD developer; I'm barely a user. Um, I think I probably have more machines running Linux than I do the BSDs, um, but I'm really uh, a fan of the BSDs. They're, they're, they're pretty cool. All right, until next time.